Alondra Montez, welcome to Live from the Heartland. Thank you for having me here. Uh, um, yes. Oh, I was just going to say um, thank you so much. Just uh, it's so good to be at the WLUW, um, my alma mater. Yeah. So. When did you uh, graduate from Loyola? Uh, 2006. A youngster. <laughs> um, I, I oh, actually did my master's at Loyola in 2006, so okay. there you go. We were so anxious to having this show, we uh, played the music promo for your segment. At the beginning of the show, we had a little Tracy Chapman to lead things off, a wonderful a cappella version at a concert of Behind the Wall and um, from 1988. And so for you listeners who wonder why we started without Jimi Hendrix or Cab Moore or something like that, that was the reason. Oh, thank we you. had a little Tracy Chapman there at the beginning. Tell us about your center and what it's trying to do now that we are starting Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yes, thank you. Uh, so October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and the Center for Advancing Domestic Peace um, has been around since 1997. Um, started off as the West Side, uh, sorry, um, the West Side Domestic Abuse. Right. Um, and now that. is the Center for Advancing Domestic Peace. And what we do is we are the sole nonprofit dedicated to working with perpetrators of domestic violence. So it's a little bit different. Uh, we do provide uh, the partner abuse intervention program. We also do case management. So we do work with our participants um, to you know, overcome some of the barriers that may be stopping them from completing a program and, and reducing that violence. Uh, we do provide aftercare for men and women. Um, and we also work with uh, law enforcement professionals, domestic violence professionals, and do some community um, training and some community outreach. Um, we do work with men, women, same-sex partners. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have Spanish groups as well. Um, and you'll find us in the Inglewood community and the Tri-Taylor community and also Chicago Lawn community. So um, the article I was referring to earlier that dealt with violence in the U.S. Uh, listed the categories of people mm -hmm. who die of gun deaths and um, women from their partners um, yes. was the second under... Uh, under teenage young men of color across mm -hmm. this country as the highest uh, after the suicides. Uh, suicide is the greatest gun death than mm -hmm. young men. And then women uh, killed by their uh, intimate partners. Um, how, how do you feel like, I know there's more awareness than ever publicly. Um, how are we doing in, in so far as uh, getting better at training potential partners from, you know, Going to that, going to that extreme. Okay, uh, so a couple of things you mentioned. So it is the 30th anniversary of domestic violence awareness. Wow. So we are getting better. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, right now, one of the biggest projects that is helping us and create more awareness is our neighborhood barbers for peace. And we're doing that through this safe and peaceful community uh, fund. And um, and that is really working with our community barbers and teaching them what is domestic violence, just the basics. Um, and to look out when they talk to the people in their community who, they, who trust them, who come maybe every week or every mm -hmm. other week, um, what are the signs, what are the resources out there, and you know, spreading awareness that way. Um, we're also trying to do a public awareness campaign, and we have posters and radio spots. But really, when we talk to people, men and women, uh, really talking about some healthy s communication skills and um, how to really, you know, work on those beliefs, those societal beliefs, right. those um, the male privilege, 
um, the gender inequalities. I mean, everything kind of that Veronica touched on too right before me. Um, we are working with that. We have to work in the home to be able to then um, make some impact in the community as well. So, uh, How do you deal with the cultural um, uh, tendencies that we're, we're, we get more awareness of as we grow as a nation, but mm -hmm. we do have communities or ethnicities or mm -hmm. national breakdown of um, men who are, you know, used to the, you walk 10 steps behind me thing mm -hmm. and, and so on. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, so I'm how tricky is it or uh, how have you addressed the fact that we've got different communities that have different mores and, and mm -hmm. customs and that have to be taught really it's not okay yes. to subjugate, to hurt, to physically abuse well, I mean, yes, there is a lot of cultural, even religious, um, but a, domestic yeah. violence does affect everyone across every community, every race, and it's not just men. You know, there are some women who have perpetrated as well, but really the, the way that the center um, works is we are very strength-focused and trauma-informed, so we work with the participants as a human being as well and give them the services that they need. We don't treat it as a consequence. Yes, they may be referred through the court systems or child welfare agencies, but we treat them like another human being, like these are some beliefs you maybe have were taught, some skills you uh, may be using wrong or, or may need to learn. This is how we can help you. And really, the person has to want to change for right. it to really work. Right. But we are working with them just as people, just like a domestic violence victim service agency would work with people. But we are starting at you know, where domestic violence starts with the perpetrator. Sounds like you're the right person I'm for that job. I'm curious to know why other really? organizations that uh, con are concerned with domestic violence have not um, addressed the uh, abusers yet. Well, um, that's what they're I mean, you've already talked about it a little bit, but um, you know, because you know, the sort of stereotype is, uh, in my mind, is that someone gets beat up by their partner and then doesn't press charges. You know, like in a lot of the detective shows, you know, I'm not going to press charges. Mm -hmm. And um, so you've decided that you're going to really talk to both sides of the argument. A and little, yeah. So there's a lot that you said there. Well, usually so I, I <laughs> yes, try to run a lot of so stuff it's together. It's a little bit loaded. Uh, One, that he gets his information from detective shows. <laughs> so let me dissect that a little bit. Um, you know, one, there, there are many reasons as to why a victim may not press charges. Um, you know, there's fear, there's, there's money, you know, there's children that they're concerned, and there's love most of the time, yeah. at least on her side or the victim's side. Um, so, you know, really in the domestic violence field, we want to empower victims and survivors to make their own choice when they're ready. We just want to provide the resources. Um, and also, you know, there are other agencies working with perpetrators, but we're the only ones dedicated to working with them. You know, they may have victim services and other services, but we really are focusing at, you know, the source. Um, and does that work tell you that we should be teaching kids at an early age about oh, yeah. about this stuff? <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. I think, um, because like I said, a lot of it is, is the beliefs when they're growing up right. um, of what the men's role and women's role should look like. Um, a lot of it is the communication skills. Um, you know, uh, over 80% of our, our participants have children. And at least one of them, because I've done the direct service, both victim services and partner abuse intervention services, and one of the clients 
you know, almost as he was ending his 24 weeks, was like that this program has changed his life, that the communication with his partner has been so great, but what shocked him the most was with his children. His uh, children were not afraid gives me from the him. You know, when this he came home from work, they actually wanted to talk to him, and that's just because he changed the way he communicated with them through what he learned at the program. This is really good I'm work. intrigued with this grassroots approach that doesn't go through a church or another social service agency, but barbers. And my first question was, how many barbers are left? But I'm realizing in the communities you're focused yes. on, there may be, in fact, a lot of barbers still left, and yes. that is a critical kind of social hall. Yes. So you've done the outreach to the barber. What, what, how is it working? How, you know, how many people are deciding they want to sign up for a 24-week course? Uh, well, I'm not right. sure we've, you know, direct um, referrals from the barbers. Really, we're trying to make sure people are aware of what domestic violence really is. It's not just physical abuse. It's power and control. It's verbal abuse. It's economic abuse. And so those are things that are barely coming to light now um, into awareness. And so we're really empowering them to have these resources. And um, they're talking to the children. You know, a lot of the people who go in for a haircut bring their children to the barbershop. Right. So the, the children are listening. And even though this is just an initiative, a project we just started, the thing is these barbers are really interested in, in continuing this. Is, this also mirrors the, uh, the work of domestic violence workers um, to do the same thing with uh, salon uh, workers, yes. right? Yes, that is correct. Who, who are mm -hmm. often a very emotional contact point for a lot of women, mm -hmm. specifically I'm talking now, um, and, and... There are ex-salons these days, too, that do men and women. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> well, it's like the... Uh, the uh, Never mind, that was <laughs> enough. one in Rogers Park. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that's... Uh, so it does mirror that, that effort, uh, only with barbers. Yes, I mean, one of our things is, is we really want to get into the community um, to be able to have, you know, domestic violence um, get to the source and not just the, the community violence, but, I mean, they go hand in hand, yeah. the, you know, the homes and the community. And so the, the thing with the barbers is they've been there, most of them are from Englewood or, you know, the south side, they've been there for years. So they know their community. Right. Um, and they are also probably the, the people that the, the customers trust with their problems right. or with the issues. And so to be able to empower them and then give them the resources to you know, know the correct um, ways to help someone who's mm -hmm. either being a victim or who's possibly perpetrating, mm -hmm. I think that's powerful. That's, that's the start we want. So it, it mirrors huge. that, but it, there's a little bit more to it. There's more education going on. So part of your education work is um, a new marketing campaign that you've launched using mm -hmm. Columbia College students. Yes. And we actually want to play a little public service oh, announcement they prepared for you. Thank you. So Nolan, if you could take it away to play this little clip. We're going to try and uh, play it for the Can you hear that? Too. It's your bathtub. The water is pouring over the side. Do you empty the tub or turn off the faucet? Emptying the tub solves the immediate problem, but won't stop the tub from refilling. Turning off the faucet takes away the source of the water. When it comes to domestic violence, escaping the person who used to abuse is urgently important. It's the first step, but we also need to stop the person who abused before he or she becomes abusive again. The Center for Advancing Domestic Peace offers a program of classes to help men and women with histories of abusive behavior learn how to end their abuse and enjoy healthy relationships. Participants learn how to communicate respectfully and negotiate conflicts safely with their partners and others. 
After all, stopping the water at the source lets you focus on fixing the issue. We'll help you turn off the faucet. To find out more, visit www.advancingdomesticpeace.org or call 312-265-0206 for more information. Safe homes make safe communities. Let's you focus on fixing the issue. Wow, that's pretty strong stuff. Where are you playing this? Um, well, I think whoever is open to playing it, uh, I don't know if... Oh, sorry. No, I'm uh, sorry. The delay keeps going. Do we have it on WLUW? We could certainly have that. Yes, of course. We'd love that. And, you know, through these radio spots, we have had actually one... Um, oh... <laughs> one um, gentleman actually call our office and self-refer himself and enroll in the class. So we do have some volunteers that come in and, and want to improve their communication skills and their relationships. So it is powerful. I want to reinforce part of the challenge you're up against, even after 30 years of growing public awareness. Uh, have you been following the Harvey Weinstein story at all this week? The Hollywood producer who's been accused of harassment uh, over the years, and I read a stunning piece this morning about uh -huh. one of his former workers who 20 years ago decided she could not go up against this powerful guy and um, really admired the New York Times reporters who finally dug this stuff out. This okay. continues to be a significant problem even with the public awareness that men in particular have too much power and money for many survivors to really go up against them. Definitely. Um, there, there is, just the way I think society had been set up, and I said had because we are hopefully trying to change that, um, that there is, there is some inequality, there is some power, um, and there's just so much, so many barriers. You know, there was, it was a taboo to talk about domestic violence or being a victim, a survivor. Um, there was, there's so many barriers to go and get an order of protection, or you work in the same place, you may lose your income. You know, there's a lot of struggles, so I can, I can understand where that's coming from, um, but we are creating a space uh, for that to be talked about, for it to be known and, and not hidden anymore. Um, and there are resources. There are, you know, we work with a lot of our partner agencies, uh, victim services, um, to make sure that we support both sides to try to end domestic violence. I, I really, uh, I'm so impressed with the approach that you're taking and that, and that you're, it's taken now, you say it's 30 years that we've had the Domestic Correct. Violence Awareness yes. Month. Um, I guess it's taken that long for, uh, or just almost that long for workers in the field to understand if we don't deal with the abusers, uh, mm -hmm. the perpetrators, if you will, um, there's no end to this, right? No, exactly. And, and I'm sorry, for, for almost um, seven, eight years, I've worked with victims, mm -hmm. but really being able to work on this side, and again, they are people too, and they, you know, make mistakes, and, you know, if if they do go through programs and get the support, they may change. Um, but that's really the way to fight domestic violence, to be able to break that cycle, is to help it at the source, help the people who've perpetrated change. Um, otherwise, we're gonna still, you know, working and helping victims after victims if we haven't helped that perpetrator. Who's doing the most, besides your group, who's doing the most to, to make this uh, happen, to support your work? I mean, there's several other agencies that, that do partner abuse intervention. Um, I know we're part of the Chicago uh, Metropolitan Batter Women's Network. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there, there's other. I, when I worked at Sarazen, 
you know, in Oak Park, they also did some partner abuse services. Um, I believe, um, oh, I can't think of it, but there is there. If you go to the, you know the website, will there will be links to other domestic violence agencies as well as other partner abuse agencies. Um, but like I said, we've we, and we've worked really close with the victim services to develop this uh, program. How um, do people find out about you? Is there a website uh, that we can lead them to? Sure. Yes. Um, Center for Advancing Domestic Peace, um, or you can call our main office, 312-265-0206, and we also have a Facebook page, Center for Advancing Domestic Peace. Alana Montez, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good luck in your work. It's a really unique approach, and I hope it takes off. Thank you so much yeah. for having Congratulations. me. Congratulations. We'll see you again. Really thank essential you. stuff. All right. You are listening to Live from the Heartland on WLUW 88.7 Chicago Sound Alliance. Anywhere in the world at WLUW.org.